In today's show, we're looking at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast as my voice just dies. Brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Here we are to talk about the waiver wire. In fantasy basketball, a couple of injury things that are relatively important here, I think. So let's talk about them now. Let's look at the most added players over the little last little bit of time. Um, some interesting names on this list. There are guys that I'm not certain are going to be able to, I don't know, maintain their value at the current level, but they've been added, rightfully so, even if it's just for a stream option. And we start with Marvin Bagley. There, who was really, really good for Sacramento. We're going to get a better idea after Sunday's game, but I don't mind adding him, especially if you need the stats on Sunday, to see which direction this goes. Just as I hit record, news came down that Tyrese Halliburton is entering health and safety protocols. So not that that opens up much in terms of usage because Halliburton's a low usage guy, but it does change the rotation around just a little bit. So we'll have to see how all of that... um, all that plays out with Sacramento. Maybe Davion Mitchell gets a bit of a bump there because he's not. I'm not gonna. Wasn't gonna mention Davion in this show. But Buddy Heel definitely gets a bump, and Davion gets a little bit of a bump there with Halliburton going out. Um, Trey Lyles. I don't know about what Lyles. What we should think with Lyles. Like his minutes are all over the place. Even in today's game, like he was under 20 but scored well. Kelly Linux return is right around the corner. That's going to impact Lyles. I get streaming him in for today, but as a long-term thing, I, I don't really see it. Jay Crowder with Cam Johnson out, Jeff Green. Like, these are just guys that you're streaming in to try and scrounge any level of value you can in the real short term. Like, that's it. They can provide that value, and they have over the last couple of games, and that's great. But long-term, no. Same with Eric Gordon or Royce O'Neal. These are not long-term guys. The interesting one on this list here is the big stiffy, Bones Highland, who had been poor and was on the verge to be out of the rotation. In the last two games, he's gone absolutely crazy. Now, it did help that there have been blowouts of 30-plus points, so starters, including Monty Morris and, and Will Barton, are playing like 22, 23 minutes. And that's enabling more player playing time for Highland. We've also had Austin Rivers out of those games. So I don't really look at Stiffy and go, yeah, he's a guy to add in 12s because he'll play 30 a night. But we have banged on about this all season is that if Highland gets it going, what he provides is what Denver needs. A guy that can create his own shot, that can create for others and can shoot coming off that bench. Because Faku and Austin Rivers don't do that. Monty Morris doesn't even do that as a starter. Like, so there is that ability there for Bones. There is a role there for him if he can be consistent enough. I don't know how to read the last two games because of the blowouts, because of the absences. But he's an interesting guy, at least in a 14-team league. John Kaminga looked really good last couple of games for Golden State. Yes, Draymond has been out, and that's fine. They're playing again today, so there might be some value here for Kaminga. Long-term, where he fits in the rotation rest of the season, it's not really going to be there, I don't think, but he's looked very impressive. 
Cam Thomas one of the most added players? Rightfully so, because we got the news today about Kevin Durant and his knee injury. MCL sprain four to six weeks. Cool. So let's make that six to eight weeks. That's my general rule. You give me a time frame on a knee sprain, a knee ligament damage, I'm going to take the end of it, and I'm going to stuck, stick two weeks onto it. I think that's always the most prudent way to look at things. And that makes Durant at six to eight weeks from the middle of January, that's middle of March. The worry we had with drafting Durant in the first round was injuries, his lower body and staying healthy after the Achilles injury. And it's been great up until now. And now it's going to let you down at the most important part of the season. Maybe he's back in four weeks. Don't know why he would be, but maybe he's back in four weeks. That's great. That still gives you four weeks. It's going to be eight weeks um, of injury replacement. There are two guys to look at. People are latching onto Cam Thomas. Understandably, he's played 30 plus minutes the last two games. He's been up over 30 or around 30 in about six of the last seven. And the minutes have been really good. It is hard to read that because last game or the last two games, Kyrie Irving has been out. And Kyrie will return. And that does sort of change things a bit for Cam. I don't mind adding Cam Thomas. I think he's worth an add. The direction I would go is a player we're going to talk about in a second. And that's Kessler Edwards. He would be a very interesting option for me to replace um, Kevin Durant. Actually, we'll just talk about him now. Uh, Kessler Edwards has the size. To, he's already starting anyway. He has the size to maintain that role. He can shoot. He can block shots. He can score. He can rebound. He can get some steals. He's got a very well-rounded game, Kessler Edwards. And while we've seen Thomas get more shots and get more playing time than Edwards... There's 37 minutes a night here without Durant. And I think Edwards can push to 30. Maybe more, I don't know. And maybe be a more well-rounded category league player. So Thomas and Edwards are absolutely flyer options in 12-teamers. I would prioritize Edwards. I don't feel really that strongly about it. I'm not like saying it has to be Edwards. It's got to be Edwards. I just look at what Thomas does, what his game is, and the fact that Kyrie is going to return for the next four, and that's going to be almost duplicative with Thomas. You don't want too much Harden-Thomas-Irving um, combinations out there. But uh, Harden-Irving-Edwards, it works a little bit better, I think. And throwing Mills into that mix as well with Thomas. So I think that leads to a little bit more skepticism with Cam. But both guys can be taken a flyer on. Otto Porter, one of the most added players as well. Um, again, with Draymond out, He's been getting some decent numbers. The long-term value, especially with Kaminga coming on, is not really there for Porter. But in these short-term situations, yeah, look, we, we do like it. We think there is some value there for him. What's that? That's the sound of another sale through Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business so upstarts and startups, established businesses alike, can sell everywhere, and they can synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. So go to shopify.com slash LockedOnMBA. That's all lowercase. For a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. That's shopify.com slash locked on NBA. Okay. Um, let's look at some droppable players now. Again, when we talk about this, if you are new to the show, welcome. Hello. How are you? How's it going? Um, 
when we are talking about droppable players, these are not players that you have to drop. Sometimes maybe it is, but these are just guys that if they're sitting on your roster, and I saw someone phrase it this way the other day, and I think it's a perfect description. It's not just about the player that you add or holding this player. It's the opportunity cost of missing out on a guy who might provide more value, even if it's in the short term, that you cop, that you that you lose out on by holding on to one of these players. So while Tim Hardaway or Royce O'Neal or Dorian Finney-Smith might be the 140th ranked player, say, or 150th, let's do the 150th. There's 156 players rostered plus, you know, 10 injuries. 160 blokes rostered. They're 150th. They firmly sit in 12-team leagues. But the opportunity cost of holding on to someone through all of this bullshit through inconsistencies, and that just restricts your ability to add other guys and to stream in. And, and a streaming spot is basically worth one and a half times. So instead of getting 3.7 games out of a streaming spot, you can normally get five out of a streaming spot. It's like one and a half slots is what a streaming slot is. So you've got to factor that in. So the opportunity cost of not being able to stream, not being able to take, <clears throat> take in flyer options and hot free agents is why they're droppable players. They might end up 135th. And that seems so awesome. That's great. It's a 12-team league guy, but it's actually just not worth holding on to. Because if you miss them, if you drop them and someone else picks them up, oh, well, I'll grab the other bloke. I'll grab the next guy. I'll grab the next guy. So when we're talking about these are players who have been dropped the most on Yahoo, Terrence Ross and Gary Harris, they had a nice little run. Jalen Suggs is back. At some point, Markel Fultz, I guess, will play. And it will impact them. So while they've been really good and solid, yeah, putting up solid numbers, is it going to continue? I don't know. Is it worth holding? I don't think it 100% is. Same with Maxi Kleber. Good numbers. Solid numbers with Porzingis out. Started him with Porzingis back. But is he a must-hold player? No. Robin Lopez has been dropped a lot of spots. Yep, fair enough. Got injured. Ben McLemore? Yeah, again, he can be all right. But CJ is going to come back this week, apparently. And <clears throat> we'll see what that does to McLemore's minutes. It's surely going to cut them down. And then Norm Powell comes back, it's going to cut him down even further. So, um, yeah, you drop him. And then this goes on to the next bunch. Yeah, Tom Bryant's been dropped in a lot of spots. Good. Well, not good, but yeah, look, I agree. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked him up. It's too much of a minutes mash there. It's just, it's too much. It's just not enough for him to get 25 a night. It's not, it's not happening. Um, Jordan Poole. Now, with the Jordan Poole one, I'd put the caveat on that with, while Steph is out, I'd probably hold him. Um, but after that, he is clearly a go. And I haven't mentioned this bloke for a while, the big avocado. What are we doing? Why are we still holding Andre Drummond? Please just drop him. This is the absolute definition of burning a roster spot and killing your opportunity cost. There's just no reason to have him. Oh, but Josh, what if Embiid gets hurt? Yeah, cool, but he's not. And he hasn't been for weeks, months even. And at some point, like, you've had other players injured, I'm sure, and you're dealing with the like 200th best player on your roster sitting there waiting in case someone else gets hurt. I just don't think it's worth it. Dan Gafford, I like what he can do. I know that if he gets 23 minutes a night, he's a must-roster player. I would be playing him those minutes because I think he's useful enough to be a defensive player in that Wizards team. But I do not coach the team. So it doesn't matter what I think. What I have to see is he's playing 15 minutes a night. And that means Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! He's got to go. Simple as that. And Steve Adams, again, he'll have a good game. He'll have plenty of shit ones. He's not worth holding on to in that spot. Let's look at a bunch of players who I consider must-roster guys. Again, if they're on your waiver wire, you should be questioning yourself and going, why? And is there someone I can drop to add these players? 
I put Anthony Simons up here because he's 34% rostered on ESPN. Now, I know that the people over there don't know what's going on a lot of the time, and a lot of the users over there don't know what's going on, but that is a ludicrous thing. You cannot tell me that 34% of leagues on ESPN are active. You cannot tell me that. Or if you are, then there's a, there's a weird thing going on. That is a ludicrous number. Must roster player. Two Pelicans, Herbalife Jones and Josh the Hitman Hart. They've been consistently low all season. Jones's big, big defensive numbers are starting to come down a little bit, but he's producing some nice scoring and really good efficiency. And Josh Hart, I don't know what the hell's going on there, why he, as I, as I knock my coffee statue off the table, um, he should be rostered. Marcus Morris Sr. If Paul George returns, Morris will become droppable, but I don't know that's going to happen. And Morris has been in a bit of a slump, but he's a must-roster guy. At some point, I'm going to stop talking about Patrick Beverly, but not until you blokes roster him. Like, what are we waiting for? How much proof do we need? Kelly Linux returning. Probably this week. Grab him. Jared Vanderbilt Bar, must roster player, has been for a long time. Kevin Love. Everything is trending down for Love, but he still should be a must roster player. Malik Monk. I don't know what happens when Anthony Davis returns. It's probably not positive for Monk, but I don't care. That's still a few weeks away. Um, so Monk is a roster, must roster now. And then Franz Wagner. Again, I see the roster percentage too low. He has struggled a little bit of late. There's been some games where haven't been quite as good, but that's fine. He's still a must-roster player. Um, let's look at some upside grabs. Um, I'll throw... I'll probably, I didn't put them on the list, and I probably should have, but with Zach Levine out in Chicago, just make sure Kobe White is on a roster. Ayo Desunu put up some really good numbers. I'm more intrigued by the fact that he played 39 minutes last game. He shot 90%. That's obviously not real. And I don't think that Desunu is a 12-team league ad. But I don't mind him if you want to take a flyer on him with Levine out. And I don't mind in a 14-team league trying Desunu. Uh, he's not a priority to me uh, ahead of White. Kobe White's the guy there. Upside grabs. Isaiah Hartenstein returned and barely played. Which is frustrating because he was clearly their best center uh, before he got hurt. Now they're running Zubats, who looks terrible, by the way, and Ibaka, who looks much better in 20 minutes, and Hartenstein's barely playing. Yeah, Hartenstein was pushing for a 23-minute-a-night role. Does that come back? I don't know, but if you are in a stashable position, if Hartenstein does get 23 minutes a night, he is going to be a top 80 sort of player. This is just a stash at this point, but we'll see where it goes. I don't know what's going to happen with the Pelicans. I don't know where Jonas Valanciunas sits. He's been a guy that's had injuries in the past as well. Um, and Jackson Hayes has taken over the backup center role, and he's playing a really high usage role somehow. So he's just a guy to watch in case we get any inkling of a Valanciunas injury, then Hayes becomes that upside grab. And then Jalen Smith, we did get an injury today, DeAndre Ayton. JaVale McGee started the second half, but Smith is, a, is an interesting option. Now, McGee played 15 minutes, and Smith played 15 minutes in that game. So we don't get much of a takeaway out of that game. I think both McGee and Smith can be 12-team league grabs with this injury to Aiton. We don't know how long that's going to last or how you know, what the severity is of his ankle problem, but that is something to pay attention to. It's also worth paying attention to Built Bar because it is the best-tasting protein bar ever. You know that, and I know that. Other protein bars that you might go get at the supermarket, you just dread the idea of, of eating them because you go, oh, I know, I know it's good for me, but man, this is going to be hard to swallow. So... Get yourself a Bilt Bar and just love the act of swallowing. Bilt Bar tastes amazing. It is low in fat, it is low in carbs, it is low in sugar, it is low in calories, but it is high in taste, and it is high in 
protein, 17 grams of protein in these bars, 130 calories, and the flavors, oh, chef's kiss. Cookies and cream, coconut, mint brownie, orange, raspberry, so many great flavors of Built Bar. So why don't you head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and that will save you 15% off your order of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. BetOnline wants to wish you a happy betting new year. Did you bet on the Bills to kick the ass of the Patriots? Maybe, maybe not. But if you did, you should have done it at Bet Online, your number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, so there's a new updated desktop and mobile site. So why don't you go there and sign up using our code LOCKEDON and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay, let's look at some other names. Got these guys at the top of the list because it is important that I talk about them, but I have already spoken about them. Cam Thomas and Kessler Edwards. Really important to be looking at those guys as options without Durant. Of course, Paddy Mills really solidifies, um, but these are the guys that we look to add. Devin Vassell, I'm I'm impressed with Vassell. I like him as a player. I like him as a fantasy asset. I've been very disappointed with the minutes distributions. And with Derek White back, I worry that next game he plays 24 minutes. He's just more of a stash, an upside type of grab. I would be, if I was Brig Popovich, a lot richer. Um, but also, I would be starting Vassell over Doug McDermott, pushing Johnson to the four and starting Vassell and playing him 32 a night. This is the future, to have Vassell on the wing there. Like, he is the future. But we have seen time and time again with a healthy team that he comes off the bench and he plays 24 minutes, and it's not enough. He's a name to watch. You can grab him, you can hold him, but again, with everyone back, it's hard to get uh, over. He's one of those guys that might be 130th this season, with ups and with downs, but if you're getting 25 a night at 130, like it's just not enough for me to get excited about most of the time, even though I love the bloke. Amir Coffey should be on a roster. He'll be up and down as well, but the minutes for the short term at least feel pretty secure. Corey Joseph, it pains me to say it, but he's playing well, but he's playing also way too much for a team that's uh, rebuilding and getting smacked by 20 points a night. Like There's no need for it. He put up a good line at today against Phoenix again. Um, yeah, 21 points with seven assists. Like, there's no need for it, but it's happening. He's got some 12-team value. Dennis Schroeder does not. When Smart is out, sure. When Smart is back, he's a drop. Darius Baisley, nice rebound and block streamer. Actually shooting the ball okay. I'm not really convinced that he's a 12-team league must roster. In fact, he's not. He's nowhere near it. But at least there's stream value. The Winter Soldier, Max Struess, continues to start over Duncan Robinson. And I have been telling you since week one, to drop Duncan Robinson. And so much so, look, I'm just not, I haven't even bothered for ages, but let's just do it for old time's sake, just in case you still, for some kids, off, cover him. For some fucking reason, you are still holding Duncan Robinson. Like, fuck him all the way off. Get that garbage out of here! Now, Max Struess is an interesting option. Look, if Struess played 30 minutes a night, we'd be all over it. We'd go, this sexy bloke, look, let's get him onto our team. But unfortunately, that's hard to work out. But encouragingly, for Struess, is that Gabe Vincent was a DMP CD last game with Butler back. So it was Struess and it was Martin and Robinson getting minimized. That's really interesting. 14-team option for Struessy. Flaming Mo Wagner. Two big ones in a row for Wagner. Um, yes, no Carter, limited Bumba, injured Lopez. 
But they're all data points for us to pay attention to that if he gets a role, there is numbers there, there is production there. He's at least someone to watch Wagner. And then his teammate, Jalen Suggs, who I've been sort of impressed with since returning. The minutes aren't quite there, and he's not starting over Gary Harris, which needs to happen real soon. But I don't mind him as a little bit of an upside grab Suggsy because he's looked much, much better in his return. And to be fair, he was starting to look better before he hurt his thumb. That'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are, are here on YouTube, do whatever you want. Thumb it up, dislike it, write a hate comment. I don't care. Let's do something about it. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.